When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright guys, I just have to start recording because I keep trying to put this off because I'm afraid it's going to be a utter disaster. Um, I'm currently... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sitting in my room, uh, the, the setup for the camera and the lights is, is very precariously balanced right now. As you'll notice, Brandon is not with me. Uh, I murdered him. No, I... Uh, so, as with, with all things hidden in plain sight, after we had a, a quite a, a good moment over the weekend, we had our Jack episode, was our most watched and listened to episode ever, Brandon texts me yesterday afternoon and says that his laptop has crashed. That's right, the new one, the, the $4,000 laptop is currently broken. And uh, we had had the foresight to record multiple episodes. You're going to have episodes for this uh, this Friday, this weekend, Monday, so on and so forth, until he returned and the two of us could join as union once again to create the magic that we create. However, it was not to be so, and I didn't want to leave you guys without an episode. Um, the problem is, I kind of don't know how to run any of our equipment, and I also don't have the, the uh, programs Brandon's laptop has. So I have to one take this with my phone. So this episode's gonna be a bit shorter because uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to go longer in about 20 or 30 minutes without fucking something up horrifically. And uh, I don't know how to edit. So I was trying to think about how I was gonna do this. And uh, since it is still Space Weirdo Friday, we're gonna do. We're we're gonna put a slight twist on it. We're gonna put a, a holiday twist on it. Let's go with that. Let's let's lie to the listener to make it seem like this was intentional. Um, I'm gonna be talking about a man by the name of Peter Popoff. This, for those old time listeners, you may, you may know I used to write episodes. If you're watching right now, the reflection you're seeing out of my sunglasses that is my laptop screen, not the uh fucking sun that is sitting over the camera. That's the reason I'm wearing these sunglasses. It is so fucking bright. Um, so I'm going to be reading an episode that was originally meant for a podcast Cody Nichols and I were supposed to be doing. Go follow Cody on uh, Instagram, uh, Cody Civilians. He's like five away from 300. Go fucking follow the guy. So... I figured I would uh, I would tell basically a hidden plain sight bedtime story, and uh, what better way to do that than a religious grifter? 
by the name of Peter Popoff. Oh, so I went to a religious school for my entire life. And I, uh, I remember this being like one of the, the first big stories I saw of a guy just completely abusing his position as a uh, man of God to make a fuckload of money. This guy got rich as hell. And, uh, oh, before, my notes are also all, all fucking out of sorts. I have to bring this up. I, I got a very good kick, uh, Corey's kids, the, the little group that, uh, every time we make fun of Corey in one of our videos, they found the one from, like, two weeks ago. And, uh, I think I found the worst insult I've, I've ever seen is one of them is now calling me Sunglasses Sally which I, I couldn't stop giggling about the other day. That may be the first merch I make, but um, on to Peter Popoff. So Peter Popoff was born in West Berlin on July 2nd, 1946, but his family eventually came to the States. In the United States, Popoff's father was a revival preacher, and as all good hucksters do, he decided to get his son involved in the family business, because why not? Young Peter was built billed as the Miracle Boy Evangelist in the print ads that were run for his father's revival meetings. The ads also claimed he was born in a West Berlin bomb shelter and that he had been rescued from a Siberian prison camp, which, of course, none of that is true. But uh, why let the truth get in the way of a good religion? More importantly, Peter the Miracle Boy Popoff was billed as having the ability to heal the sick and foretell the future which seems like very impressive skills for a young lad to have. Now, this is the part I found confusing in reading his biography. It skips from this whole Miracle Boy section where he can heal the sick and foretell the future. It goes from that to, to him graduating from the University of California, Santa Barbara in 1970, where he married his wife, Elizabeth, ironically, sorry, David. Uh, well, I guess that's Beth. Well, I guess you're also not married anymore, but... Um, I want to know what happened between him being the miracle boy and him getting married, but apparently no one else cares about that, so that's just me. Peter did, uh, you know, he, he may have done a lot of things wrong during the course of his life, but in terms of being a fucking showman and a guy who knew how to get to the money, Peter was on top of his shit. He started his television ministry in the 70s. And by the early 80s, he was broadcast nationally. So the big hook for a show, much like back in the day when his father was touting him as the miracle cure boy, the big hook was his miraculous curing of all varieties of diseases, incurable diseases, mind you, and uh, him dramatically telling individuals to throw away their heart medication because God had cured them. He, he would just yell a bunch and then tell them to throw away their fucking cholesterol meds. I'm sure they all dropped dead a week later. Uh, there's there's a great collection of those on, uh, where is it? I wrote it down here. The Bible Machine on YouTube is a channel that has a great uh, collection of Peter Popoff's most insane moments. Some highlights from this, there's, a, there's an old man who comes up to him with a walker and Peter snatches away his walker and then the old man breaks into a jig. Uh, members of his congregation, this, this is all part of a commercial for, for his late night show. Members of his uh, congregation also claim that they had 
huge sums of money transferred into their bank accounts supernaturally. Another individual says they found $150,000 in their closet. I can tell you, I know one type of individual that would have 150 racks in their closet. They are selling cocaine. No one has $150,000 in their closet that doesn't have a brick in there somewhere. Uh, oh, of course, he also had his, his Miracle Spring Water, which is kind of like the uh, the old school version of the mir Miracle uh, Mineral Solution. Except I think this was just straight water. But uh, Peter's wife says the water can cure ADD. And they get the water away for uh, free. That's very generous of them. And a few men touted the water's ability to allow them to quit cocaine and heroin. Now, uh, I've, I've done my fair share of cocaine. I've, I've done my share of opiates. That, that's got to be some really fucking good water. E even if I'm giving the water the benefit of the doubt, like a really nice refreshing glass of water, like a nice cold glass of water after I've been outside for a while, cocaine and, and opiates are pretty good. I'm, I'm I ordered the water. It still hasn't arrived. I ordered it years ago. Never arrived. I think, I think that Peter just kind of stole my information, but so be it. All right. So in 1985, Peter began collecting donations so that he could get Bibles into the Soviet Union. He attempted to accomplish this feat. God damn, this is some David Wilcox shit. He intended to accomplish this feat by attaching the Bibles to helium-filled balloons and then floating them into the country. However, when Popoff was asked to prove that the money he collected had been spent on any of the shit he said he was going to spend it on, he decided to stage a burglary at his headquarters and then return to the airwaves to tearfully beg for more money. So this man collected money to send Bibles to the Soviet Union, completely lied about where the money went, and then went back on air to beg for more money, claiming it had been stolen. He, he double-grifted on one grift, uh, in the 80s, Popoff was making $4 million a year. He was healing the sick, curing the crippled, and in one case, even gave a mute man his voice back. The man then proceeded to sing a gospel song, and I think that's on video as well. That's it's a very, very good video. All this, uh, you know, all this shit sounds great, so, uh, the, what's, what's the problem with old Peter here? Well, the problem is, uh, it, I'm sure, as you can tell by now, it was, it was all... Bullshit. None, none of this was true. Peter, uh, Peter had quite the, uh, the game going. He was quite the carny. A huge part of, uh, Peter's show was his ability to seemingly divine incredible details from regular individuals in the audience. So Peter would just be walking around the, uh, the aisles and such, and he'd randomly point at someone, he would tell them their address or, or some shit like that, or an illness they were suffering from. And this all added to the illusion that he was truly graced with some sort of supernatural ability from uh, God. Naturally, a man who seemingly had psychic capabilities drew a bit of attention, and unfortunately for Popoff, it eventually drew the attention of... Renowned skeptic James Randi, the the amazing Randi, for those who don't know, was a great magician. Uh, also, a, a good documentary on Netflix, I think, just called The Amazing Randi. But uh, 
he he was in charge, uh, James Randi, that is, was in charge of the James Randi Educational Foundation, which offered a $1 million prize to anyone who could demonstrate supernatural ability under agreed-upon scientific testing criteria. Then that last part is very important. Over 1,000 people attempted to collect the prize money. No one ever managed to do it. So Randy Sobopopov was doing and knew some uh, some fuckery was afoot. He knew something wasn't going on, uh, someone right. So Randy assembled a team involving himself, an illusionist, an incredible illusionist, by the way, by, uh, by the name of Banachek, and an electronics expert by the name of Alexander Jason. Well, why an electronics expert, you might ask? Um, well, Randy and Banachek initially attended one of Popoff's revivals to do some recon, and while they were there, Banachek astutely noticed that Popoff had a clear hearing aid-type device in one of his ears, which, uh, for a guy who could heal diseases, you would think he would not need a hearing aid. That does seem a bit odd. This led them to the conclusion that Popoff was probably receiving his uh, mystical information via a third-party source through his earpiece. At another revival event, electro uh, the electronics expert Alexander Jason went undercover as a security guard. This is some 007 shit, all to catch some fucking scam preacher. And he set up equipment in the hallway of the venue that will let it allowed him to scan for radio frequencies. And sure enough, Alexander found a channel that was being used by Popoff's wife to communicate the info. Where was she getting the info, you may ask? Uh, Popoff was simply getting it from the fucking people themselves. When the people would file into his gigantic, you know, stadium that he was preaching at, he would simply have them fill out prayer request forms and then hand them in. And then those request forms would be given to his wife, who would then, she would just simply read those request forms to uh, Popoff, and it made him look like, he could define the information, when really he was uh, just listening to someone read the information. Randy took this evidence uh, he and his team had collected and presented it on an episode of the, uh, the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson in 1986, which uh, for, for the younger members of our audience, getting exposed on the, the Tonight Show in 86 would have been a very, very bad look. That's a, that's a bad time. Popoff... God damn, I love him for this. Oh, again, very David Wilcock-esque. Popoff initially denied the accusations. Mind you, this whole fucking thing is caught on camera. And he goes, no, that didn't, that, that didn't happen. That's not me. Popoff initially denied the accusations and accused Randy and NBC of hiring an actress to impersonate his wife so that they could create a doctored videotape that could be used to discredit him. That is a long way to go to make... Uh, make a miracle worker look bad. Later on, Popoff did finally admit to having the transmitter in his ear, but said it was only used for his wife to communicate the names of people who were in need of special prayers, and then further added that almost everybody knew about him using the communication system, which was absolutely not true. No one knew that he was using a fucking communication system. As you can imagine, the public shaming debunking greatly impacted Popoff's uh, ministry. His TV ratings tanked and his donations decreased significantly. And finally, in September of 1987, 
Popoff declared bankruptcy, citing a list of 790 unpaid creditors. And that surely had to be the end of Peter Popoff, right? The man was caught with his pants down pretty thoroughly, exposed on the biggest TV show at the time. But folks, this is, this is what's beautiful about America. No, in 1998, 11 years after his fall from grace, Popoff devised a plan and announced a comeback. What was his plan? I'll trick black people. And that's when he began buying late night time on BET. So Popoff now just outright claimed to be a prophet, and his program continued to display him miraculously uh, curing the sick and continuing to battle that miracle manna and miracle spring water, which still available for free on the website theoretically. Once again, I ordered mine years ago. I never got it, so I don't know if it's uh, technically available. I'll gladly take your information. This time around, the miracle water had a few more strings attached. In order for it to work, you had to sleep with the water one night before drinking, then pray over the empty container, and then send it back to Popov with a donation. So little, little added uh, boost there. In 2006, Popov pulled off his greatest miracle. Man, sometimes, sometimes you you do some research and you really got to question if God exists because. All right, in 2006, Popoff pulled off his greatest miracle. Up until that point, Popoff had been operating his company as a religious nonprofit organization, much like a familiar name we know. But in 2006, he merged with a small church in the great state of Texas, where I am, called Word for the World. This merger allowed his operations to now be classified as a church, and as such, he no longer had to report his annual income or salary to the IRS, and he received complete tax-exempt status. Prior to his merging with the church, some of Popoff's financials were available. Uh, I was able to find this. In 2003, he received $9.6 million. And in 2000... Oh boy, this is starting to make me angry. In 2005, he, he made $23 million. Peter Popoff was making fucking LeBron James money, just lying to people on BET. In more recent undercover footage obtained by the Think Again Center for Inquiry in Canada, Popoff can be seen asking all those in, in attendance of his event to transfer him $1,000 in order to benefit from his divine power. So he's, he's gone prosperity doctrine. So you have to you have to send him money and in return, he will uh, bless you by transferring definitely not drug money into your closet or bank account overnight. So that, my friends, is the uh, the Christmas Eve tale of uh, Peter Popoff. We will see if uh, we get more episodes. I'm hoping Brandon has his fucking laptop by Monday because uh, I got many more rabbits to pull out of the hat episode-wise. This is about as much as I could do for this. So uh, I think I will wrap it up there. I hope everyone enjoys their Christmas, and I will catch you later. Hootie hoo.